welcome to the Film Geezers Podcast. Hello, welcome to the Film Geezers Podcast. I'm Robbo and I'm with Tito. Hello. And today we thought we'd change it up a little bit. So our last two podcasts we've been discussing like top tens. So today we just thought we'd, we'd talk about action films and what makes a good action film. So I guess the first thing is to define what what we mean by action film. Mm. So um, I've had you know I go online and look at a lot of lists, and there's a lot of films on there that I wouldn't consider necessarily action films. That's the thing. Look, there's <clears throat> for me, there's obviously all like full on action films, but then there's very there's a lot of sub genres of action film. Yeah, it's like action adventures, yeah. action sci-fi. You know, there's a lot of westerns on there that class mm. action. So technically, yeah, maybe they are, but I just think, like you say, full-on kind of balls to the wall action yeah. is, is is the definition. And obviously, where we're two different generations, I grew up probably eighties and nineties were my era. Yeah. So I think they were some of the best action films. Yeah, and they they were. Definitely the most, um, like the formulaic action yeah. films that stick yeah. to the the actual tropes of of an yeah. full on action film, you know. And that's the thing is is you know a lot of these films shared similar um, like tropes. Yeah. Mm. So one of them, like I said, the first one is like pretty much a lot of the films had the heroes had some kind of military background. Yeah. So you had like um, obviously Commando, Arnold Schwarzenegger was a former Commando, Rambo, former Green Beret, uh, even Lethal Weapon Riggs was a former Special Forces. And then every Steam Cigar yeah. movie ever. Under Siege, he was a former, although he was in the Navy, he's a former SEAL. Mm. Um, but every Steven Seagal film is either CIA, ex CIA, DEA, ex police officer. That's how it is, isn't it? Yeah. That's the thing, they um. I think the reason why they do that is because it's quicker to say they're X something so you know their skills so they don't have to write like a backstory for them. Yeah. Even, you know what I mean? It's much easier. And then it obviously explains how they're good with weapons yeah. and things Just like that. Just in the off, yeah. yeah. And obviously like The Rock as well. I think The Rock is the yeah. best one with Sean Curry for SX. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's definitely up there, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. But... Yeah. Um... But then you've got other films like where sort of every man is the is the the lead character. Well, you think of the the first real film where they they cast like an every man was probably Die Hard, the first big one, where that's what made. Yeah, it but he was still a cop though, wasn't he? I'm talking about films like, um, say, The Fugitive, where Harrison oh, Ford, okay, you know, th- he's not, he's not, he's not. He's not got any kind of military mm. or, or law enforcement background. I, th- I thought you meant with like the everyman. No. Obviously, you had no. you had like um, Arnie. You had uh, like Sylvester Stallone. You had like these big guys with big muscles and stuff. And then they cast Bruce Willis as oh, like an everyman. So yeah. you can see him you know, yourself. Like yeah. he had a very average body type and stuff. Yeah. And that's what made that was a huge part of the film. No, I was. I was Talking more about, like I say, like you've got the fugitive with Harrison mm. Ford, doctor, yeah, doctor, yeah, um, like executive decision with um, 
Kurt Russell, Kurt Russell. Is, is the um, like the he's like a CIA analyst. He's a nerdy guy, but he, yeah, which you one. don't really see. And that's a th- that's the thing. What makes it so good is that you, you're so used to seeing Kurt Russell as like in those like every skill possible, and he's always like he's he's kind of fits that trope as being like ex CIA or something. But yeah. nah, it's really weird to see him as a bit nerdy. But like I said, same with him in Breakdown as well. Yeah, he's just a he's like a really rich husband who's yeah. never been had a problem in his life, you know what And I mean? even like Nicolas Cage in The Rock, I mean, although he's FBI agent, he's, yeah, he's, he's a, a specialist chemical weapons guy, mm. he's not actually trained. Because he, he, he says that he doesn't want he, a gun, does he's he? He's never shot a gun since basic training. Mm. So, but they, they then are the heroes in that. Um, and then you've got like, um, you've got people who are kind of a casualty of the situation, so going back to Die Hard, you know, he's a guy who's just caught up in the situation that he's got to deal yeah. with. Um, I think that happens a lot. Well, like I said, I don't know if it is because they don't know how to write the character in, or if it's just because they, that's the yeah. the way where they want to portray the situation and write the story. But yeah, Die Hard's probably the most um, famous, ver- like famous version. I mean, I guess you could say. Predators sort of the same where they go for one mission but then they end up yeah. caught in another situation, you know? Yeah. yeah, you could say that. I mean it's the same with Under Siege as well. Because he obviously yeah. although he's got this military background, he's kind of trapped in this situation that he he's got to then um he's the only one who can who can actually take action against a terrorist. Yeah, because he's obviously he's locked in the meat cello yeah. and when they um he can't hear anything. Yeah. When their boat gets taken over, so yeah. yeah. So that's another theme that goes through it, um, a bit like cliffhanger as well, maybe. Whereas yeah. he's he's a he's a victim of that situation, and although he's got no real background or anything else, it's the only special skills he's got. Easy can climb. Yeah, yeah and somehow <laughs> he's like shooting guns. And stuff. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's kind of fun, fun in a way, but that's why I think is makes makes. A good action film is that a lot of it is it's the storyline's kind of almost unbelievable in a way. Yeah, you kind of have to suspend disbelief, mm. but then that's what also makes it. That's a what good movie. Film, yeah, that's what you come out of the. You'd have to think too hard. No, you know you'd have to follow a complicated storyline. You just come out of this theater and you, you actually you know for those two hours. Yeah, it's just a. They're entertaining, isn't they? Yeah, you know what it I mean? is. It's, like no action film, like very rarely are action films gonna be like <coughs> Shawshank type of writing, yeah. you know. They're just entertaining and, and you're not gonna be disappointed. Obviously there's some out there that are poor, but yeah, it's hour and a half, two hours of just fun in it really, you know. Yeah. And then there's this sort of those action films where you've got like the mismatched um protagonists in it, like so like Lethal Weapon you know, they're kind of, they start, they're sort of mismatched. Mm. Um, Red Heat, for example, that's one where Arnold Schwarzenegger plays a Russian police officer sent to Chicago to extradite a prisoner and he's teamed up with, like, Jim Belushi. So there is a, there's a comedy element there as well. I think, I was thinking of another one as well. If you think, like, backdrafts could be considered, even though they're brothers, they're yeah. totally different, isn't they? You know yeah. what I mean? And that could be considered that. But I think that well, that's what makes these movies so well because they are different and they bounce off each other. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's not just the same character written twice, basically. Yeah. 
And then uh, another common theme is is the uh, the guy brought out retirement to yeah. to finish one last mission. Mm. So you've got like Rambo two and three, I think. You've got um, Commando. Of the obviously, it's because his his daughter's kidnapped yeah. by the by the the main bad guy. Um, Firefox, have you seen that? No, it's um. It's a Clint Eastwood film. It's not the greatest film, but it's where he's a he's an ex pilot, Vietnam mm. War veteran. Um, he's brought out of retirement to steal a Russian plane. Yeah, sounds about right, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> um, but the opening scene is where they he's and another th- common theme is when when these guys like retire from they go and live in like middle of nowhere, yeah. off grid in some kind yeah. of cabin in the forest and that. Yeah. But they send a helicopter. They send the guy in a helicopter to try and persuade him to to come, and he's out running, and the helicopter's flying over. Then he's having flashbacks to Vietnam, <laughs> and that happens throughout the whole film. So yeah, it's again, you know, these common themes find their way into all these films. I think. I, I think the reason why that is as well is because, well, it's basically synonymous now these tropes with action films. I think. If it's not broken, don't fix sort of thing, you yeah. know what I mean? I think the reason why I stick to it is because it works and it works for yeah. the action film genre itself, you know? So, uh, with films for me personally, I do like to look at the dialogue a lot because um, I do think that's one of the most important things, obviously, when you're writing. Not necessarily the, like, in writing a film, there's two different, like, bits of writing. You've got the story that you write and then you've got the actual dialogue and, Obviously, for an action film, I don't want to focus on the dialogue, really. But sometimes, when you don't have the best dialogue, where we're humans and we're, we're built to notice and we're built to understand um, interactions between humans, it can sometimes be a bit hard to watch because when that isn't natural between yeah. two characters, it's... it's it's hard to really watch, but like I said, they're obviously not going for that, and they tend to have like um, their own catchphrases and unnecessarily yeah. uh, places you wouldn't expect. Like I remember, um, well, it's like in command, I think each time he kills someone, it's like he's got this same catchphrase. And in reality, yeah. you'd kill someone, you wouldn't even think about it. No, like I said, no. action movies, they aren't really meant to be real. I can't really think... No, yeah, they don't reflect real life to them. No. And the yeah. films, like these, the so-called action films that tend to be more realistic, tend to be more like dramas and stuff, where yeah. they're proper bear, really? like, yeah. yeah. So, like I said, it's, it's not really... You can't really have, it, have a go against it because, like I said, they're not going for that. They, they're going for tits, um, explosions and stuff, yeah. you know what I mean? So, yeah. Big stunts. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's their wow factor, sort yeah. of thing, you know. Yeah. I mean, what, what, what films have got kind of really big? I mean, Terminator 2, would you call that an action film? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 100%, yeah, yeah. So that's got kind of some really big... St- and Speed, that's got kind of... Yeah. Um, some really big stunts in it. Mm. But yeah, I mean, like even Die Hard, the, 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 you know, the, the uh, explosions when mm. the helicopter hits the... The Nakatoma Tower. Commandos with two seconds. Yeah, explosions. Yeah. 
And like I said, the reason why I think they, they do this is obviously it's what people want to see and what people expect when they rock up to the cinema to watch a, an action movie or put it on, on the TV. But also, I think they do it to appease the audience because, like I said, there's many... Don't get me wrong. There's a lot... I love action films. Action films are my favourite genre. I'm not bashing them in any way. There's a lot of great things they do, but there's a lot of so-called traditional bad things they do with like the writing. So they make sure the... The explosions are plentiful, you know, and, yeah. and the act because it's an action film. The action's there you to know make I mean? up for for maybe some poor mm. dialogue. You stick an explosion in, yeah. Because what's the, what's the point of calling it an action film? Yeah. Because those action, yeah. you know, what I mean, that's the worst thing an action film can do is have no action and be boring. Because like yeah. I said, there's probably loads of action films with like a three yeah. rating on IMDb, but. They're entertaining. Like I said, that's the worst thing you can do when you leave the cinema is be bored with an action film. And that's when it is dire, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like we said, a lot of these films that we've just... Of course, there's, there's, there's some that are just in film lore, like you've got Die Hard Predator, Terminator 2, they're just three that everyone loves. That they're, they're genuinely brilliant movies. They've got good dialogue, you know, they've got a really good yeah. story, but some action films where they're not really considered great films but we like them because they're entertaining that is yeah. the only reason why and like I said it works it's, it's a huge thing yeah. to be an entertaining film yeah I don't think you set out to make an action film that's going to win any awards no you just want to entertain people and obviously make money which a lot of them do I mean there's there's been a few like um, action movies that have won awards isn't there you know what I mean yeah. like I said it's thick and few because they the Academy, then it's not really what they're looking for, you know what I mean? They yeah. are, I think action movie, even though they're the the biggest, like in boxing, the heavyweight division is mm. the money division, and action movies make the most money. They are the ones where they're not, so, yeah. you don't even need to really be a film fan to enjoy them, and that's why I don't think they really win any Oscars. Yeah. But like I said, a film doesn't need to win an Oscar to be no. brilliant. Like I said, you can have this, you can have <clears> so many Oscars, they can have a best picture and it could be yeah. some boring drama that we consider boring but like for proper proper like film purists like we're film purists in the fact that we love films we live and breathe film but I mean like proper purists who like dive deep in we could find that boring and they could find action movies absurd but like I said I yeah I, I, it's easily the best film genre because for a lot for a lot of studios as well, the action films that's them that's their that's where they make their money. Yeah. So they they can then go on to make, uh, maybe other films that don't make money. Yeah. Obviously, another big part of an action film is the score. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's it's the backbone of every and that's the thing. Every like action film has that's one thing they have in common. They have a really good score because mm. where. I think it's where action movies make the most money. They can afford to bring in like the big guns, you know. And yeah, it's it tends to be almost synonymous with films, doesn't it? You know, yeah. um, we've woven throughout the film the score plays continuously. You know, you think of like John Williams. You can think how many action films he's done. Yeah. You know, um, Alan Silvestri, um, James Horner. They've all Hans Zimmer. Yeah, Hans Zimmer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Thomas Newman. They've all done all the action films. But like I said, they they're quite obviously it's, it's easy for us to say like, but they're quite quite easy to score because you know the tone already yeah. of the action film, so you can just make a big bold 
You know, you get you get the brass instruments and you get the orchestra in and and it's te- it tends to just be a huge epic score that, like I said, accompanies the the action film that you're watching. So, what would you what would your favourite soundtrack be then to an action uh, film? This is the thing. I've got so many, but I think, and I do consider this an action film. I think the best. Uh, I want to guess what you what you would say. Gladiator. No. 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 The best soundtrack, okay. not just oh, like theme itself, because yeah. the theme's one of the best of all time. But the best soundtrack I've ever heard on an action film, and I do consider this an action film, is Interstellar. Um, when I when I first I remember when I first because it's the music the whole way through. You know, it's got large scenes where it's just the music and it and it works. Yeah. Um, when I first watched Interstellar, one of the main things that popped out to me was the fact that the score was so good and was so prevalent. And like I said, it was really handsome at his best. He um he took a long time to make make this. He even said himself, and you can tell why because I think it just is not just the main theme because the main theme is brilliant. But I think the soundtrack throughout that accompanies the film just works and it is one of the best of all time in my opinion. And the um the piece of music we like to play is the main theme from Interstellar. Like I said, it's throughout the whole film through different wide shots and um scenes with no dialogue, it's called No Time for Caution. Tries actually another Hans Zimmer mm. uh, piece of music, and it's from Gladiator, yeah. um, and it's called The Battle. Soundtrack can actually be like fifty percent of the film. Yeah, it can. 100%. It can, you know, really enhance a film. Definitely, it can make it um almost carry the film. It yeah. can make it memorable. Like, oh, this film's got a brilliant soundtrack. I'm gonna go see it. Like, and there's a lot of like we. I know we're, we're film geezers. Like, we're really into films, but we really love talking about like composers because that it tends to be like writers and composers seem to get um. Almost forgotten when it talks when it comes to filming, yeah. though they're two of the most integral yeah. people in. Well, it's like when they showed when they showed a rough cut of Star Wars without the soundtrack, no one really no. was that impressed with it. And then when they actually the soundtrack was brought the geezer to tears, didn't it? Yeah, like the soundtrack, I mean, so. that was. I mean, I think Lucas said that was half the film was the yeah. soundtrack. So yeah, it, it can really, like you say, make or break a film. I think. So what I'm going to ask you now is for some of your favourite scenes from action mm. films. So uh, I think for uh, a climat- like, climactic ending, I think the best, 
one of the best endings or one of the best villain deaths is um Hans Gruber's in Die Hard. Yeah. When it is so effective when he's um it's just a slow motion and yeah. the fact that they didn't even tell Alan Rickman when they were, <laughs> were going to drop him and you can see that's yeah. genuine fear, isn't it? I think that's one of the best villain deaths of all time. Yeah. Um, and that was, I think that was groundbreaking special effects. Yeah, it was, time. yeah. Yeah, good choice. Right. Mine's going to be from Executive Decision. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And just to go over it a little bit, the, little, the plot, like we said earlier, Kurt Russell plays a CIA analyst um, the film opens with him having a flying lessons in a two-seater Cessna with an instructor, and he's about to go solo, and that's when he's he's pulled out to go and brief he's brief the chief of staff about this terrorist um, uh, takeover of a, of a plane, and anyway he um, he has to accompany the the incursion team to to provide on-site intel. But he ends up being trapped on the plane. Um, but the biggest thing at the end is, is just it's a seven four seven. The pilots get killed, and he has to land the plane. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. That, that's what I say about this. Like the, you know, you see that in action films. Disbelief, you know, yeah, bullshit yeah. ending. That yeah, he's had a, he's he's had a few lessons in a Cessna, and he has to land in seven four seven. I mean, this thing also mock. I think I've said my favourite ending but I think my yeah. favourite opening to an action film ever is Raiders of the Lost Ark uh, I don't just think in action films it's the best but I think it's the best opening scene ever because um, obviously you've got the transition from the Paramount logo into the mountain but um, it's literally one score over just a compilation of them walking through the um, jungle isn't it yeah. and to the burial cave. Yeah. Um, and I know a lot of people like who wouldn't appreciate it would be like, oh, it's just people walking through to some um, to a film score. But I think it's so much more than that as in terms of it's sets it sets up the film. Because that's what you want. When a, when a film opens, you want to, to set your film up. And um, that that's good pacing. But it also entices the viewer to watch the film. Yeah. But... I think the reason why it's so good is that it's mysterious, it's um, like eerie, and it just encompasses what Raiders of the Lost Ark and what Indiana Jones is. And I think it's one of the most badass um, reveals of a character ever with mm-hmm. Indy, you know, where he whips the gun out and then he's in darkness. It's great cinematography, he's in darkness, and then he just, as he's walking forward, his face just ever so, like, gradually just gets lighter and lighter, and you can actually mm-hmm. see it's, it's Indy, but. Yeah, I just think it's so impactful, and with with the score as well, great score by John Williams. It just it sets up that film so well, and like I said, it keeps you interested and it keeps you enticed in the film. So, <laughs> yeah, good. I I love the ending to the Rock as well, and then that's, yeah. that's just yeah. again that's really it's just Michael Bay all over. Yeah, really. <laughs> I mean Nicholas Cage, he's 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 just giving himself the injecting himself in the heart with the antidote to the VX nerve gas. <laughs> And he's setting off um, two green flares to signal that their mission's been successful. Um, and then he says goodbye to Sean Curry's character, who, who's stood right next to him. And then the next shot, he's like stood 20 metres away. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, that's that's where you've got to kind yeah. of uh, remove these films from reality because it yeah. is stuff like that, you know. But I think as well, the thing with these, like, 
people go on about them and they can say that they're a bad thing about now, but they they got a charm to them, don't they? And that's, yeah, they do. They yeah. Are, and and you yeah. can just appreciate it. And, and I feel like some movies all yeah almost play into those tropes as well. You yeah. know, like I think like again with with action films, you got to have well defined good guys and bad guys. Yeah. You've got to like the good guy. Mm. But then there's some films where you actually quite like the bad guy yeah. as well. Um, Cliffhanger, for example, I quite like John yeah. Lithgow. Yeah, he's, he's just funny. That, isn't he? Yeah. he just abuses yeah. it. He's just funny. Um, and he, although he's he's the antagonist, you don't actually hate him. Kind of really. for him, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny. Yeah. And that's the thing as well with like um, Galactic Hans Gruber. He's probably one of the most well-written um, antagonists of all time, isn't he? You know, is he does have a certain charm, and that's the thing yeah. with. Um, with your bad guy, you got to have a, as well as a convincing hero, you've got to have a convincing yeah. bad guy. It can't just be like a one-dimensional character with a gun who sets out to yeah. rule the world, you know, yeah. it's got to be convincing. Got some good lines as well, doesn't he? Yeah, they always yeah. have the best line. And that's the thing, they're always the most... Mr. Takagi would not be joining us for the rest of his life. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, Impressed. We're, we're film nerds, so... <laughs> But for another, my, my favourite line is, get to the chopper. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like he's, obviously Dutch has been hit in the back. Yeah. And, he's been chased. and the first thing he says, get to the, yeah. get to the chopper. But he says it in that, that's a vibrato. Yeah. Just... <laughs> but yeah, he, I mean, Adi has got some of the best lines yeah. in, the, in action films, I think. Yeah, um, they always seem to... Um, Especially make these lines for him. Yeah. You know, I can think off the top of my head, you've got, I'll be back, ask the Vista baby, yeah. get to the chopper, put that cookie down, which is a classic, <laughs> isn't it? Put that cookie down. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's also like, it, it's another trope, but it's one of the um, the main things in an in action film when people will come and see an, your action film just to see the, like the one, hear the one liners, yeah. you know? Yeah. Do I remember him throwing a machete through one and saying, stick it out? Yeah, <laughs> yep. <laughs> you just got to do it yeah, in that right. accent, it's don't you? Stick it out. But you know, like I said, it's, it's an integral part of action films yeah. and a backbone. Yeah, because then you can, it's a shared, it's a shared um, experience, isn't it? Yeah. So you can go and quote those lines to each other and, yeah. You know. And it just makes it um, iconic, doesn't it? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, some of them have, some of them are overused, but yeah. when they were first used, they were. They've made that film that took that film to the next level, you know. So like I said before, um, you know, I, my my experience is I, I probably eighties, nineties action films. So you're probably more up to date. So yeah. I, how do modern action films compare with? Because what would you consider modern action film? Is it is it the the superhero films? Are they action films? Yeah, they're Batman, action films. Batman, that kind of thing. The MCU universe. What's well, the thing? Um, where I was born in nineteen ninety nine. I'm twenty one. I, I actually, you know me. I yeah. love the the eighties, nineties action films. Like that. I think they're the best of all time. Um, and that's the thing. It has changed a lot. Just action films have changed a lot, but just films have changed a lot themselves. Like, um, this is not me bashing on like eighties, nineties films, but they were very tropey. They were almost um, a bit camp sort yeah. of thing, you know. And that's just not seen in films today at all. Yeah. Um, 
they, they tend to be more grounded and I, I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing because like I said I want tits I want action I want explosions you know and they're just they're grounded they, they, they try and make them realistic now and yeah. it's just like mm. I know like you've got now a lot more leading female characters in yeah. action films yeah. um, and like you say a lot of them are more grounded in real like for example I mean I think the Taken for example yeah, that is very brutal. Um, it follows some of the tropes, you know. The guy's daughter's kidnapped. He goes after them. He's ex CIA, but you can tell that they've worked on the script. You yeah, can tell that they, yeah. You know, there's none of the sort of catchphrases. No, there's none of the big explosions. It's more like when I when I was saying about the dialogue, it's more natural to how um, humans actually interact and speak. Yeah, but like I said, hey, this is. I think modern. I think there's a lot of good modern action films, but I think they're, for my personal like, hey, there's going to be people who hate yeah. old action films. Well, obviously, you've you've still got, you know, Sylvester Stallone's still going, Alan Schwarzenegger's still yeah, going. Yeah, they're, they're still they're making still making those those films type of films, um, but even then, they're not as big as they nah, they they're, were. They're just not in at the moment, are yeah. they? You know, but like you said, obviously the the the, the main sort of film. Nowadays, it's like yeah. the superhero action film, isn't it? You know, and like I said, I mean, yeah, like the MCU isn't really like a superhero is not realistic, is it? But I think the way, um, like I said, how the, how people just interact with each other, actual real situations, they are very realistic. Yeah. But that's not, all, not all, always yeah. necessary in an action film. That's not necessarily a good thing, unless you're a billionaire and you can afford to kick yourself out. Like, yeah, or Tony Stark. Yeah, yeah, or Bruce Wayne. Yeah, yeah, Bruce Wayne as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I like you know, I'm not. It's not my favorite genre action films. You know, I, I prefer. I do prefer more realistic sort of drama thriller yeah. um, films. But I've got to say, you know, sometimes you just you just feel like just not delving into a into a film like yeah, that. Like you with just me. feel like escaping for a couple of hours. Yeah, if, if I can't really think work, too much about yeah. a, a, you know a storyline, and that's what an action film should do. You just want to be entertained, and that's that's what that's what they do. That's what's so great about action films. Yeah. Like that's because you'll be entertained. You know what I mean? It, it it's very samey, but you'll be entertained. Are you not entertained? <laughs> <laughs> right, I promise I won't lose anymore. <laughs> no, I keep them coming, mate. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, it's it's that's why they. Still continue to be the heavyweight division of sorts. Yeah. Okay. I think that's, that's we got everything. I think so. Yeah. So yeah. thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank um, you very much. Like I said, we're going to be doing weekly podcasts from now on. You can find us on all the major uh, platforms: uh, YouTube, Apple, iTunes, Spotify. Spotify. Also, we have um at. The Film Geezers, we have a Twitter, we have an Instagram, we have a Facebook now, The Film Geezers. We also have a TikTok where we post daily, almost at the same time. So go check that out. We'd really appreciate it. And we'd like, like your feedback because that's the thing. We want yeah. we want to build a community. So that's why we want your yeah. f- feedback is integral to us. Uh, we have a website, that's filmgeezers.com. Uh, you can always contact us through that. Uh, we, you know, with ideas for, for podcasts, ideas for anything else you want to see for content. So I've just got to say thank you and see you next week. Goodbye. Thank you.